everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Rhythm 67. I hope you've had a great week thus far. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode. So how did it go? Uh, how did um, being strategic about discipling your kids go uh, this last week? I'd love to hear some feedback uh, from you. Uh, you can send that through email, text message, whatever way you can contact me. A comment on the blog uh, at firstpampa.org on the student ministry side. You can find it there and and just leave some feedback. Let me know what you think. Too long, too short, not enough, too much info, uh, anything like that. How did your kids respond in particular when you said, hey, we're going to do some things together <laughs> if maybe you hadn't been doing those? I'd love to hear um, some feedback. Now, it's important that you realize and understand that Rhythm 67 is a strategy not about perfection. This isn't about like having every single time set aside, but it's really about being prepared to have God, gospel or God-centered conversations in the messiness of life because life with kids is messy. <laughs> Can I get an amen? <laughs> uh, for sure it is. And so this is about being prepared and ready to have conversations in those rhythms of life uh, that go uh, up and down and in and out every day. We are on iTunes now. You can subscribe there, find the Rhythm 67 podcast and listen to it. Um, one of the things I'm going to do uh, with the podcast is divide it into two distinct episodes one for the Rhythm 67 strategy and then another for the youth culture overview. So you can look for those coming out this week. Two separate podcasts with two uh, different types of information designed uh, specifically for you as parents. So I'm ready. Let's jump right in uh, and see what happens with today's Rhythm 67 study. All right, the first portion of the Rhythm 67 strategy is when you sit together. And I encourage you to have a meal every week with your student. So this study with your student, with your family uh, as a whole. And so this goal or the, the goal of this session um, is this, that consistent with God's word and the power of the Holy Spirit by the end of the week, teenage disciples will understand how to show others through a simple argument that Jesus is Lord. That Jesus is Lord. I told the students this week that if Jesus was just another man walking the earth, then we could all go home and watch the football game or practice a hobby or sleep in. Because if he wasn't the God man, then it doesn't matter for us. But we're going to talk about how we know that Jesus is Lord. He was God man on earth who died for us. And that's what we talked about this week. The scripture to memorize, John 1, 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we saw his glory, glory as of the only, as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. That's John 1, 14. That's a scripture to memorize this week with your students. Now, this part of the strategy, when you sit together, is about having a meal together. So I've included a link to a meal here. And I love sliders. If you don't know what sliders are, they're like micro hamburgers. And they come in all varieties with all kinds of sauces and all kinds of flavors. It's just amazing. So I've included a link here for you uh, for some turkey sliders with herbed mayonnaise, which sounds good to me, may not to you. Modify those to your taste, but they're very simple to prepare uh, and can be done in just a, a matter of a few moments and baked in uh, uh, 30 minutes or so. Uh, and the family can get in there and prepare this meal together and... Um, just a great little meal to share together in a rush because as we talk about the rhythms of life, uh, you come into rush points sometimes, I know. So um, 
this meal will be simple and easy to prepare. Uh, let me know if you have some recipes that you think are easy and, and wholesome and good for the family and healthy for the family. Let me know and I will include them in, include them in a future show. We also have some worship songs here that I have included. Um, one of those is Good Good Father. Um, so Chris Tomlin put some links there to, uh, his video of that that has the lyrics in that also cornerstone by hillsong worship and then fierce uh, by jesus culture you can listen to these songs sing them together as a family you don't have to sing all of them you can sing more than that have them playing in the background while you do your study however you want to approach it um, i just want to encourage you to sing together as a family and this this practice of ongoing worship now worship isn't just singing songs we know that but it's this practice of your kids seeing you uh, worship with them and sing with them. Um, and it's a daily practice. And by leading with song, you can partially display uh, that continual act of worship. And so that's why I encourage that. So what I'd like to do now is transition into uh, the historical uh, Jesus All right, this is the study for the week. It's called, we titled it The Historical Jesus. And the first question we ask is, who is Jesus? So you would sit down with your family and, and prepare ahead of time with this. Read Matthew 16, verses 13 through 16. Read that out loud together as a family. And then we ask the question. You can ask the question of your family, why does our view of Jesus matter? Have a discussion around that. And then have your family make two lists. One list would say, what I believe about Jesus. So you write those things down. Just what do you as individuals believe about Jesus? Or maybe as a family, what do you believe about Jesus? And then the second list, you would write down what the scripture teaches about Jesus, maybe from what they know or from what you just read in Matthew 16, but then compare these two lists and talk about them as a family. Now, what stands out between the two lists and talk about what you believe and how uh, scripture will cause you to change a little bit about what you believe, maybe. If you haven't believed clearly or fully about who Jesus is uh, and what he's done and how he's done it. Uh, and so that's the first part of the discussion, Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 16. Who is Jesus? You'll find the answer there. If you have a Bible that cross-references, you'll find some other sources of scripture there as well uh, to talk about um, in answering the question, who is Jesus? The next question in the study is this, did Jesus claim to be God? Did Jesus claim to be God? So uh, in your group time, you would read 10, uh, John chapter 10, verse 22 through 33, and then John chapter 8, verse 58 and 59. There's some other verses there as well you can print out in the show notes uh, that will kind of answer this question for you or, or lead in the discussion. But here are some questions to help spur on discussion. What is the significance of Jesus' accepting worship? The next question. What is the significance of Jesus' forgiving sins? Next question. What is the significance of Jesus' claiming to be the Messiah? And there's some scripture references there. Within that, it doesn't seem like a lot, I know, but there's some profound truth in those passages. That you'll be able to answer the question, did Jesus claim to be God? The next question you would answer, okay, maybe he made the claim, but then we need to answer the question, was Jesus God? Was he really God? 
And so Matthew 9, 35 through 38, and then Matthew 5, 1 through 16, and then John 11, 32 through 36. If I go through these too fast, uh, they are in the show notes. You can find them there. Matthew 9, 35 through 38 is the key passage there. Was Jesus God? And you'll be able to answer that question after you read these passages, specifically Matthew 9. And here's some questions uh, to kind of spur on the discussion at the end. What did you find most fascinating about Jesus in these passages? And why is it so hard for people to today to accept Jesus as Lord? Why is it so hard for people today to accept Jesus as Lord, as the God-man? All right. Then I just want to wrap up. That's the really the three main questions in the study, as you would read those three different passages together and some additional passages. Who is Jesus? Did Jesus claim to be God? And was Jesus God? And that's helping the students be able to answer this question, not only for themselves. First of all, we have to answer it for ourselves. But secondly, so they can tell someone else uh, the answer to these questions. So here's the parent preparation kind of study for the week. I'm going to read this to you. You can print it out in the show notes. It's about three paragraphs long, um, but this will help you get ready for discussion time with your family. It says, the most important question one can ask today is, what am I to make of Jesus Christ? Many are confused about the identity and mission of Jesus. In this study, a three-step process was discussed, which will help others understand and see Jesus as Lord. First, did Jesus exist? The overwhelming evidence from the Gospels and outside sources, Jewish, Roman, and early Christian, supports this claim. Jesus is not a legend. He's not a myth. He's not made up. Second, did Jesus claim to be God? A careful look at the Gospels reveals that Jesus claimed equality with God. He claimed to be the Messiah of Israel with unprecedented authority as a divine agent. He claimed to forgive sins and he accepted worship as God. Jesus is not merely a great moral teacher. He is something more. And then third, we answer the question, was Jesus God? If he existed, claimed to be God, and knew his claim was false, he was a liar. But this is implausible given his life and moral teachings and the fact that he had nothing to gain from dying for a lie. If he existed, claimed to be God, and did not know this claim to be false, then he was a lunatic. But this is implausible. Jesus was incredibly well-balanced and healthy emotionally, intellectually, and relationally. The final option is this, that Jesus existed, claimed to be God, and is God. And that makes Jesus Lord. Jesus is Lord. This option best explains the facts of Jesus' life and ministry, vindicated by, among other things, his resurrection, which shows that he was right about himself. Today, Jesus is reigning from throne of heaven, King of kings, and Lord of lords. So a wrap-up question uh, after that information, after you have your discussion, would be, how do you demonstrate to someone that Jesus is Lord? How do you demonstrate to someone that Jesus is Lord? That wraps up the study for the week, for the time when you sit together. Uh, And I'm going to jump right next to when you walk by the way.
All right. When you walk by the way, as you know, this rhythm 67 is based on Deuter- the rhythms found in Deuteronomy chapter six, verse seven. So when you walk by the way, uh, when you sit at night, when you rise up and when you lie down. So when you walk by the way, we call this car time discussion because, uh, we don't walk a lot anymore. We, when we travel, we get in the car. Even if it's only a matter of a few blocks, we're going to drive there. That's just how we operate in our society today. So what I want to do is give some ideas to facilitate, to facilitate discussion between you and your students as you travel. So here's some ideas just to start off the week. Ask questions about school, activities, friendships, teachers, during these car rides. One thing that I want to keep emphasizing is that you don't waste these times. A few car rides per week spent in isolation add up to a lot of hours over a lifetime. It's important that you claim these times. You're the parent. I mean, some some people know this. Some people need to know this. You're the parent. Make that time your time. You don't have to make every car ride a discussion time, but make sure you claim some of those times and keep as many as you can. Keep trying to open up a communication path with your student. It's not about becoming their best friend. It's about being their parent and hearing them and then them hearing you. Sometimes they don't hear us because we don't take the time to hear them. If we'll hear them, then that'll open up the pathway to uh, for them to hear us. And then from those discussions, from those talks that you have, from you saying, this is our time together to talk. This isn't a time for uh, listening to music or playing games or social media, anything like that. This is a time we're going to talk because I want to know you because I'm your parent and I care for you. And so at some point during the week after those discussions, um, ask them if they can think of some ways to explain the truth of Jesus to a friend. And you can maybe ask in this way or anyway in the moment, but here's a good idea for a question. From what you have learned this week about the historical Jesus, how would you explain who Jesus is to a friend? So, hey, you're sitting at the lunch table. You can, you can bring this up in this way to your student. Hey, you're sitting at the lunch table or you've gone out to lunch and you're talking about Jesus. How would you explain who Jesus is to a friend and see what their response uh, would be? Let them make some attempts to explain help where necessary lead, but don't control the discussion. And for sure, it would be helpful if you asked this question later in the week after you've had your meal time together and gone through uh, the study for the week. So that's when you walk by the way, car time discussions, just a few ideas. Hopefully those are helpful. Like now to transition to when you lie down. So when you lie down is the time when everybody's going to bed. And this is a great time to pray together a few nights a week. Now, I realize when we talk about life is messy, evenings can be messy because everyone's got different responsibilities and activities. Um, but ideally, everyone's home at close to the same time. And I realize they're not going to bed at the same time, but cl- home close to the same time. So there's some ideas to get together uh, and pray. And so there's really a strategic prayer that I want to share with you, with you this week that goes with this study uh, that you can pray that would um, lead your family to better understand who Jesus is. So it goes like this. You can print it off and read it exactly, or you can um, just kind of remember some things I say here and include that in your prayer time. But here's how it would sound. Thank Jesus for his sacrifice and for the gospel. Adore him for his glorious reign on the throne of heaven. And then have the family pray something like this. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you these three things. Number one, 
a way the scriptures you've studied this week will change your heart, the real you, for the glory of Christ. Number two, or a way those scriptures will lead you to stop doing something in your life for the glory of Christ. Or number three, a way those scriptures will lead you to do something for the glory of Christ. Allow some time for your student and your family to pray that as individuals. Pray those ideas, pray those thoughts uh, to God, and then share with one another what the Holy Spirit revealed. So I know this is going to be awkward for families initially that haven't been doing this, uh, but just ask, what did God show you? And parents, it's important here, mom, dad, it's important that you share as well. Uh, Jesus showed me, the Holy Spirit showed me that this is something that needs to change in my life. Now, with parents, of course, you don't need to air out everything that the Lord's dealing with you. There's some things you wouldn't want to share with your kids, understandably. But there are some things that you could share with your friends, with your family, um, uh, during this time that would encourage them to do the same. Lead by example, uh, and they'll follow your lead uh, in this case. Other ideas for prayer, of course, the, the folks in South Texas are still recovering. Uh, folks in Florida uh, who will have some recovery wasn't quite as bad as um, initially um, projected, but it did cause significant damage in a lot of areas, so pray for them as well. Um, pray for lost fl- lost friends and family members. It's important that you do that. Pray for opportunities to share about who Jesus really is. Pray for family needs. Uh, pray for other things that you discuss as a family. And then also during the evening times, I would encourage you to practice memorizing the scripture of the week. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we saw his glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. John one fourteen. So if you'll take the time to pray these together, memorize that scripture together, uh, you will see some significant change in the discipleship of your students. One transition now to the last rhythm in Rhythm 67, and that's when you rise up. Ah, morning times are so much fun in the house. <laughs> uh, if you have more than one, you know, a few kids, okay, four, five, six kids, I don't know. It gets difficult. Uh, it's just hard. Mornings are hard, um, regardless of how many kids you have in the home. Uh, they're hard for parents. They're hard for the kids. Uh, and so we want to use that time to be encouraging. So this is the week to share scripture with your kids. Write a note or two, one every day, three, four, five with an encouraging passage of Scripture on it. Hide it in their lunchbox or their backpack where they'll be sure to find it. I did this week this week with my kids. One of them found it, read it, left it on the counter. The other didn't find it till after school. The other one read it, thanked me for it. Uh, and then the fourth one, of course, she's not able to read yet, so she just got a spoken note. <laughs> but I could see the excitement in their eyes when they got a note signed by their dad. This would work from mother as well, mom, dad and mom. You guys both write separate notes. That's two per day uh, if you can take the time. Uh, but it's just a way to show them that you care, encourage them, and encourage them with the truth. It can be any passage of Scripture. It could be one relating to the study for this week or one that, that you want to share with them uh, on your own. Or you could just give them this note as they go out the door. But I think surprises are a lot of fun for the kids. Hey, that's it for this week uh, with the Rhythm rhythm 67 strategy. The Rhythm 67 strategy is as you sit down, when you sit together, when you rise up, 
when you lay down and when you go about your way, as you drive around from place to place in activities, how can you share uh, Christ with your kids in a more effective, more powerful way uh, as you become the main or as you strive to be the main disciple maker in your home, leading your kids to faithfully follow Christ? I would love to hear some feedback from you. If you have an idea for a meal you'd like me to share in the when you sit down portion, if you have some other ideas that would be helpful helpful for the parents listening, I would love to hear from you and I would add that into the show. Look for uh, our next episode, which will be um, the news and youth culture insights for parents coming up later this week. And I'll have that out to you soon. Have some great information for that as we go forward. just want to thank you once again for listening, and I hope that you have a great day, a great week, and I love you, I care for you, and I care for your kids, and I want them to know Christ above all. Have a great day.